The Phoenix Suns just released a massive report indicating that at the end of the NBA season, their all-star point guard, Chris Paul, will be waived. Now, Chris Paul and the Knicks president, Leon Rose, have a very close and personal relationship. What does this mean for the New York Knicks as they head into free agency this offseason? Also, Damian Lillard is recently making headlines as he was given an option of picking between Miami and the New York Knicks. And you're not going to believe what his choice was. We're going to break down all of this and more today. Let's go. Chris Paul is being waived by the Phoenix Suns. Chris Haynes, an NBA insider for NBA on TNT and also for Bleacher Report, reported the following. The Phoenix Suns have notified star Chris Paul that he will be waived, making the future Hall of Famer one of the top free agents this offseason. This is a massive story because no one thought that Phoenix was going to go ahead and do this. Chris Paul is their all-star, one of their big three, if you will. Chris Paul, KD, Devin Booker. That was supposed to be the three that led the Suns to the NBA Finals this year. And now the report comes out that the Suns are looking to waive one of those three key pieces in Chris Paul at the end of the season. This is such a massive story because nobody saw it coming at all. Now, Chris Paul admittedly had one of his worst seasons as a starter this year. Age is catching up to him. He can't escape father time forever. So obviously, the point God that Chris Paul used to be all those years ago, he's not that same player now. He's a little bit more of a broken down player at this stage in his career. Injuries affect him. He has hamstring injuries. They all play a part into why the Phoenix Suns are waving Chris Paul. And I'm sure as the days go by, we'll find out the specific reasons as to why the Phoenix Suns are waving Chris Paul, one of their key pieces on that team that was supposed to lead them to a championship and finals appearance this year. So it's amazing to see him being ousted this way by the Suns. Reports have been flying, linking Chris Paul legitimately to nearly every team in the NBA. You have the Knicks on that list, the Clippers on that list, the Lakers on that list, Brooklyn on that list. The names are endless. That's how many squads would be interested in in Chris Paul when he hits free agency this offseason. Chris Paul throws a huge cog into any ideas that a lot of the teams had going into this offseason. The thing is, nobody knew yesterday or the day before that that Chris Paul was going to be a free agent. But now that we know Chris Paul is going to be a free agent this offseason, it has a lot of teams thinking, well, they were going to do a couple of these moves and those moves and etc. this offseason, But with Chris Paul being available now, it might change the direction. And one team that keeps being brought up is the New York Knicks. And a lot of people are asking, well, why are the Knicks being brought up? The Knicks already solved their point guard issue. They have Jalen Brunson. We don't need an aging Chris Paul anymore. So why would the Knicks even entertain this move? The Knicks would entertain this move because of how close of a relationship Chris Paul and Leon Rose have. Let's go back in time a little bit. Let's go back to when Chris Paul was part of OKC. In this report, the following is noted. Leon Rose once represented Oklahoma City Thunder star Chris Paul, and now he has the power to bring Paul to the New York Knicks. This is from Mark Berman, this next part. Mark Berman also reported at the time that Chris Paul adores Leon Rose and that Rose had been intrigued when the Houston Rockets at the time made Chris Paul available to New York in a swap. 
there is history between Leon Rose and Chris Paul. Now, Chris Paul may be aging. You're right about that. But if Chris Paul accepted less money and came to the Knicks and came off the bench, not saying it would happen, but let's just play with this hypothetical here and say because of the relationship and because of the connection, Leon Rose goes after Chris Paul. If Chris Paul is added to a bench, any bench in the NBA, let alone the New York Knicks bench, he is automatically up there for six man of the year. That's how good Chris Paul is. Now he's aging. He's broken down a little bit. He can't shoot as well as he used to. Now, Chris Paul has never been a knockdown three-point shooter, but he's been pretty good. But over the course of the years, as he's gotten older, that three-point percentage has gone down. Now, he's still a mid-range assassin, and he can still make those mid-range shots. He's a very, very good passer, so he knows how to make people involved. He knows how to get the team around him involved, and he knows how to make the right play and pass depending on who's playing with him. And we've already seen him go to these young franchises and elevate those teams to make them better and more competitive because of the will and that fire that Chris Paul brings to every single team he joins. So even though he doesn't have some of the great gifts as he used to have in terms of his game and his play, he's still a leader. He's still respected. He's still a Hall of Famer, still an all-star, and can still complement any team he joins depending on what his role is. If Chris Paul can come off the bench, I am all for the New York Knicks going to get Chris Paul, depending on how much it would cost to get those services. I don't see a problem with the New York Knicks going after Chris Paul if the money's right, if the role is right, and if the fit is right. I have no problem with it. But being really honest and realistic here, I don't think the New York Knicks are going to go after Chris Paul, and I don't think Chris Paul is going to be a New York Knick next season. There's a few reasons to that, but the main reason that I'm saying this is due to the massive amounts of reports that have been recently coming out that have linked Chris Paul to not the Knicks, but to the Lakers and the Clippers. Even Point Bet Sportsbook on Twitter shared the following in regards to the odds of the teams that Chris Paul would join. And as you can see here, the Lakers are plus 225, 225 in terms of Chris Paul joining that squad. Clippers are right after at 450, Sixers are right after that at 700, Bucks right after that at 800, and if you keep going all the way down, you finally find the Knicks at plus 1,000. That's right. Those are the odds that the New York Knicks get Chris Paul in free agency and have him as a New York Knick next season. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is, while it's possible, it is not going to happen. It is much more likely that Chris Paul joins the LA Clippers or the LA Lakers. Damian Lillard is making headlines again for the New York Knicks. On a recent podcast called The Last Stand, Damian Lillard had a choice of a few teams that he could choose from, hypothetically, to go to if he were to be traded. And he chose the Heat over the Knicks. That's right. Damian Lillard, if he had a choice, would rather play for Miami than the New York Knicks. Let's roll that clip. Everybody keeps saying Damian Lillard is going to be traded to the Knicks. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Heat. 
Damian Lillard should be traded to the Celtics. Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Nets. If one of those trades went went through out of those teams, which one would you be like, ah, that's not too bad? <laughs> Miami, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Miami is the obvious one. And Bam is my dog. Bam is my dog, for real. But, I mean, I think Miami the obvious one. Brooklyn is obvious one is another obvious one because Mikael Bridges is my dog too. So I mean, and both have, and both are you know capable have capable rosters. So he chose Miami over New York. Now I know a couple of other teams are over there, but I honed in on New York. He had a chance to choose New York, but he chose Miami instead. Now obviously I understand why with that because Miami is currently in the finals. So of course you're going to say Miami because they're in the finals and they have a chance to win it all. So of course I understand him saying Miami in this situation. But something that really, really hurt me a little bit here is when I heard him say Brooklyn. The Nets? Nah, Dame, that's not the look. Listen, I know your boy Mikel Bridges is over there. To tell you the truth, Jalen Brunson and Josh Hart, that's their boy too. They want Mikel Bridges as well. I guarantee if I polled the fan base, all of the fan base would probably want Mikel Bridges. So you're not alone in terms of wanting that type of talent or wanting to play with that type of talent. I completely understand that. Every single offseason, regardless of where the Blazers finish, there is always ties and links for Damian Lillard reportedly being traded from Portland to another one of these major markets. LA, New York. Boston, Damian Lillard, and trade have been a constant link each and every offseason for the last few years when the Blazers failed to do anything during the regular season and or the postseason. So this is not anything new. The new part is him choosing Miami over New York. That's the new part. However, the trade rumors and everything else like that with the Blazers and Damian Lillard and all these other teams, I'm used to that at this point now. I'm used to that at this point already because it always happens. But guess what always happens as well? Nothing. They talk. Reports fly. It always says it's close. They're hearing talks about this. They're looking into this. This team is monitoring this player. Yada, yada, yada. And guess what happens after all of that? He suits up as a freaking blazer. So we can continue talking, and we can have all this, you know, back and forth. But when the season begins next season, Damian Lillard will be a Portland Trailblazer and not on any other roster. That's a goddamn guarantee. The New York Knicks will soon have to make a decision on one of their young guards and prospects in Miles McBride. Now, the Knicks likely are going to pick up McBride's team option because as of right now, He's on the cusp of either going into free agency or the team re-signing him. In a recent article by Zach Buckley of Bleacher Report, picking up the team option on McBride is considered one of the top three priorities for the New York Knicks this offseason. According to Sports Track, five Knicks are either heading into free agency or have an opportunity to get there. Two are on two-way contracts. Another is past his prime Derrick Rose whose 15.6 million team option will be declined unless New York thinks they will need the salary slot for a major trade. Another one is Josh Hart. And then the fifth on that list is Miles McBride, who has a cheap 
$1.8 million option. Did you hear that keyword right there? Cheap, $1.8 million. So because of that, the Knicks are likely going to pick up Miles McBride's option at $1.8 million. And why wouldn't you? A defensive ready guard who comes in and can go ahead and lock down some of the best guards or other defenders on the opposite team. So why wouldn't you just go ahead and shell out $1.8 million, a very low figure for a guard like this, and just explore it. You have the team option anyways. Why not go ahead and exercise it? It's not like you're losing anything anyways. He's not playing that many minutes regardless, and he can be slotted in in case of injury. So you get a cheap, defensive-minded guard to keep on your bench in case of injury to one of your stellar guards in either Emmanuel Quickly or Jalen Brunson. So for me, it's a no-brainer, and it makes sense. And at $1.8 million, it's not even really a decision. It's such a cheap option. It makes sense to take it, especially because McBride is a Thibs guy. He's a defense-first oriented guard, which a lot of guards who come in the league are not, and he's always defense first, a lot of times more than his offense. And that's the reason why his contract is where it is, because his offensive game, unless he's in Westchester apparently, but his offensive game other than that is very, very bad. He's just not a great or gifted offensive player in the NBA. He's just not great on offense, and he hasn't been great on offense this season or past seasons. Hopefully that can change, and hopefully he can increase his offensive output because I feel like his defense-first attitude paired with a really good offensive game could make him a really good player for this team as we move on into the years. But that's going to be up to him and also up to the coaching staff to see how much time he gets to showcase those skills, even if he practices them, even if he learns them. It won't matter unless he's given the keys to showcase it. So that's a point that you got to remember as well, too. If you enjoyed today's video, go ahead and leave a comment below. Smash that like button and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Until next time, Nick fans. Peace. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.